Hello? Hello, D. I know we just released a new episode, but can we please, 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 please talk about this amazing Filipino indie film we saw last night? Um, okay. So yesterday I had back-to-back calls for our podcast episode when all of a sudden my high school schoolmate, Kathleen, messaged me that um, there's an ongoing Tokyo International Film Festival and there's a Filipino film in the roster. Oh. Do you recall if we had something similar in Singapore before? I personally was not involved in something like this, so I don't really know. <laughs> when I mentioned it to Monmon, I told her that, you know, the cast is Paolo Avellino. Do you know he him? He sounds familiar. I think I've, I've heard his name before, yeah. Yeah, so her face kind of changed to that dreamy face. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> I see, I see. I read the synopsis. Right. And I'll read it to you so that you're familiar as well what the movie is all about. Okay. An obsessed teenage fan finds herself inside a mansion with her celebrity idol. She thought she knew and learns exactly why they say, never meet your heroes. And the title of the film is Fangirl. Mm. Now, knowing those things, would you be interested in watching that film? Well, it actually sounds kind of intriguing. So we hopped on a bus, went to Roppongi, and watched Fangirl. This morning, we made a recording of our review of the film. No spoilers were discussed, so anyone interested in watching can still listen in. And for those interested, you may also watch the trailer on YouTube. Just search Fangirl and it will show up. Anyways, here's my conversation with Kathleen and Monman. Today, I have two extra special guests. My dear friend from high school, Kathleen, and my lovely wife, Monmon. Yesterday, we saw the film Fangirl and immediately right after, they became fangirls and I became an official fanboy of Fangirl as well. So let, maybe let's start with you, Kath. First of all, sure. h- how are you doing today? Did you sleep well last night after watching the movie? Of course I did. It was wonderful. And we had <laughs> Cinnabon after that. So yeah. <laughs> Sweets and mm. a wonderful movie. Mm. Perfect recipe for a good night's sleep. Awesome. What did you think of the movie? Well, it was really mind-blowing because I was expecting it to be really light. Mm-hmm. But mm. it was actually festival-worthy kind of movie. You're right about that. And there were a lot of entries. Uh, I forgot how many. Was it 30-something plus? Uh, 32 or 33? 33 movies. And this movie is the sole Filipino contender. Well, how about you, Mon? What, what did you think? Well, considering that there's been a few of good indie films in the Philippines, mm-hmm. so I've had like a very high expectations on this. Because like lately, most of the conventional Filipino movies mm-hmm. that we see is kind of like very meh Mm. and to the point that uh, you don't really want to support it even though you love the actors or the actresses in Mm. the movie but this one is like one of those very unconventional indie films gotcha do you cast what kind of message did the movie convey to you as a person in the movie not just a filipino but as a fangirl myself (laughs) i I have to reassess my attachments Mm. um are my attachments starting to become toxic? Mm. And because I'm a fan, I wouldn't really know. And I wouldn't care if somebody would tell me that, hey, this is bringing out the worst in you. Or, wow, you're becoming a better person because of this, mm. because of him or her. Mm. But, but really, something uh, we have to thoroughly think about. <laughs> mm. 
Cool. How about you, Mon Mon? Yeah, so the takeaway that I got from the movie mm. uh, was on like different perspectives. Because mm. like, if you're a fan of someone, mm. you always wear goggles around like this person that you idolize. Mm-hmm. So in my perspective, I'm recently a fan of like Korean shows. Mm-hmm. So I have like a specific Korean actor that I really like. Um, mm-hmm. His name is Kim Soo Yeon. Okay. <laughs> Should <laughs> I be worried? No, of course not. <laughs> okay. He's in Korea. Okay. I, I know he's a for sure I know he's a good looking guy. He you, is. you you married me, so I know you have good taste. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, t- tell me more about Kim Soo Yeon. Yeah, cuz I always have like an image of him like um like a very good boyish kind of look. Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm into like boy next door kind of look. Mm-hmm. So um so if I might see him in person, mm. that's how I'm going to see him. Like he is always a good boy. Yeah. A good guy. Yeah, on the flip side, mm. he doesn't know me. Yeah. So he'll just pass by me. Gotcha. <laughs> so there is a big disparity between your perspective to Kim Soo-yeon versus how he would kind of perceive you. It's a, it's right. on a totally different league and level. How about you, Kath? Do you have that similar experience? You mentioned you were a fangirl. To whom yeah. are you a fangirl to? But I've always known it's just a harmless crush and it's kind of impossible. <laughs> uh, I had a huge crush on Orlando Bloom. Ooh. Then he married Miranda Kerr. And then? <laughs> And then now Katy Perry. I'm still updated. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he he got divorced and then moved on to Katy Perry. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So what's stopping him of doing it again and then dumping Katy Perry over you? There's still hope, right? There's no kid. <laughs> oh, okay, there, there's no kid, right? Because okay. if we make a movie out of that, then that becomes a traditional, conventional Filipino movie, right? You being the homewrecker. So let's not do that. <laughs> cool. So, how would you characterize you meeting Orlando Bloom in person? I was 16 then. Mm-hmm. I would imagine he would be so kind to the fans. <laughs> 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 Must I wear my LOTR Fellowship of the Ring shirt? You I still should. have it at home. Yeah. <laughs> it probably notice me and sign it. Mm. But nah, uh, I also have some local idols, mm-hmm. and sure. uh, I, I I've seen myself really crying and my friends ashamed of me. And you wouldn't ex- really expect who. <laughs> who? Um, I, I a budoy of Junior Kilat. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Remind me, Budoy of Junior Kilat. What was his yes. number one idol? M16. Akusi M16. At your service. At your service. Bye. And you're Kuri really Anna. wearing goggles on this guy. <laughs> wait, to each his own, right? Mm-hmm. To you, I assume it's the humor of Budoy, right? I also find him quite an authentic artist. Mm. So, yeah. He's a friend of a friend who's who's into painting. Mm. And he passed by Ayala and he mm. talked to my friend. And my friend noticed that I was shaken. And, and and somehow he remembered that, ah, Kat has a crush on him. So, <laughs> hey, Budoy, come here. And I was like, ah, hi. And I was crying. What? <laughs> and somebody took a video. <laughs> okay, you should share that video to us right now or after this call. Okay, so... This dynamic is very good because Mon Mon's perspective is more of a uh, boy next door look, 
right? It's even the opposite, wherein you don't appeal to the physical appearance, but the sincerity of that person. Yes, yes, yes. Sticking yes, to yes. his own principles mm. and, and perhaps right. the humor as well. Would you recommend it to your friends? The movie? Yes, definitely. I've sent the links to, to my other friends. <laughs> and during the Bible study earlier. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you couldn't resist, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. How about you, Mon Mon? Would you recommend it? Yeah, I would highly recommend it. Mm. Maybe not to people who doesn't really appreciate this kind of movie. Mm. Most of the people in the Philippines are into like mm. just very light kind of movie, just all happy. Like, mm. They just want to like smile the whole time. Mm. Uh, but this one is good for someone who's looking into content mm. and who could appreciate um, art. Mm. Yeah. And the people who are behind this, first of all, they are Filipinos and us OFWs who are living abroad. We are suckers for anything and anything anyone who would remind us of home, be it in the items that we buy or in the experiences that we encounter. And in this case, you know, being in a movie house in front of us, our own culture, and to kind of share that along with non-Filipinos in a, in a cinema, it's just surreal, right? The audience. We, we did see genuine reactions from the crowd. And, and I can see that most of them, 99% of the crowd were non-Filipinos. We talked about how the translations were done. And they've really spent time and effort on creating translations that were smart. So say, for example, if I were to ask you, Kath, in Tagalog, ABS-CBN or GMA? Now, if you're a robot, if you're a computer, how would you translate that to English? I'm a bad robot. ABS-CBN or GMA. Right? Exactly. Or, so that's, yeah. the, that's the literal <laughs> meaning. But, mm -hmm. but in the movie, they just translated it to which network. Oh. And, and that's because non-Filipinos wouldn't really care ABS-CBN or GMA. They wouldn't GMA. understand what those are. But mm -hmm. because the translator is so smart to have considered cultural context outside of the Philippines that they wouldn't understand ABS-CBN nor GMA. So instead of saying all those in literal translation, they just said which network. And to me, the message that we are trying to convey conveys seamlessly you know without without that right. cultural barrier. barrier of not knowing our own inside jokes or our own inside mnemonics so and i would also say that it's mm. quite relevant today because ah, like yes. with the cape the rise of k-pop mm. um idols mm. um I, I think fangirls or fanboys can really relate to this gotcha um in terms of how they're feeling fandoms of something and someone it's not new I can clearly recall growing up in the 90s, I was a big fan of Talia and their Mexican novella, right? Marimar, Polgoso, and all of those. And it's a, it's a testament that us Filipinos, we've been growing up as fans. It's just that because content is easily available, it somehow got exponentially increased. And unfortunately, we can't talk a lot of details in this um, conversation. Yes, of course. Otherwise, it's spoilery. Most Philippine films, they would only focus on one social issue and then sensationalize. Right. But the reality of it is it's usually a mm -hmm. combination of several other issues. And, and the risk of doing that is the film would become very long, very confusing, very multidimensional. And... Maybe a perfect example would be a recent movie that we both saw, and that's the Tenet, right? It's so, there's a lot of things going on in the movie that 
it's so hard to connect scenes. And while I was watching the movie, my brain is still trying to figure out the mechanics, like what happened <laughs> five minutes ago. And then I'm so, I'm not enjoying the film that's right in front of me. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes that I saw um, on the internet about that. Like a guy went to the toilet and when he came back, he asked his friend, so what did I miss? And the guy said, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very true. That's what I yes. feel as well. Like I've I've been sitting on this movie for an hour and I still have no clue what I'm watching. And that's because yes. you're right. It takes a lot of brain capacity to process yes. the movie, and it yep. turns out to be you know very stressful. It's as if you're like sitting yeah. down on an exam. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So this fan girl is not like that, but it's nope. also not it's not fluffy though, right? No, it's not fluffy as well. So okay. Right. So one one on one side you have that very complex movie where you're mm-hmm. you use a lot of brain power to analyze uh-huh. and not enjoy what's in front of you. But there's also on the flip side wherein everything is just so easy <laughs> yes. to comprehend that <laughs> there's there's no interpretation that's left on your brain. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, and yeah. this this movie is smack dab in the middle of that spectrum. All right, so, that's good then. Yeah, it is good. So you keep on guessing what's going to happen. And at the same time, it's multifaceted. It's entertaining. And while we were in the cinema, non-Filipinos uh-huh. were actually laughing on the jokes, which kind of made me feel proud to be there. Right. Oh, hey, our humor got translated correctly, I think. It's like, right, yeah. right. I guess so. I guess so. It's good because like indie films are a mixed mm. bag. As you said, or like Monica said, there's a few mm. that are meh, which mm. we've had a lot of, not just Philippine indie films, but a lot mm. of other indie films. Uh, there, there's a huge risk when you watch them because mm. a lot of them, at the end of it, you're like, what the hell was that about? Like, I mm. just wasted two hours of my life and... For what? For some artistic thing that didn't even make any sense at all. Just for the sake of telling a story. But it's yes. not really relevant. But it's yeah. good that this one, as you said, is relevant. Then it would be good for people to watch them. Because there are, after all, a lot of indie films that are also really, really good, right? Not just yes. Filipino ones, but international ones as well. I guess for Filipino films, the indie films that I would remember that struck a chord... Mm. Uh, but that was a love story. The one that was set in Japan. I can't remember the title of that film. Uh, was Kita, it an Kita? No, oh, it's Kita, Kita Kita. Kita. Yes. Yeah, that's an indie film, and it it actually was a really nice one, right? Mm. I mean, it's it's a ro- it's a rom com, so it's a bit cliche in that aspect. But the way they told the story mm. was not a typical Filipino way of telling it. So I, yeah. I enjoyed that, and uh, well, that's all I remember <laughs> for the indie films. <laughs> cool. So now that. After we've talked about this, are you now convinced to watch this movie? If I see it, um, I don't know if it's gonna show in Hong mm. Kong, mm. <laughs> maybe, or if, if it's on Netflix or somewhere that's easy to reach it, I would definitely be curious enough to watch it for sure, yes. Awesome, yes. So the, the reason why we're doing this special episode as well is we want to invite our kababayans in Japan. Fangirl only has one more schedule left and it will be on Thursday. Right. November the 5th, 10.20 a.m. For Filipinos in Japan who wish to support our contender for the film fest, please spend some time, go to Roppongi, uh, 10.20 a.m. Fangirl will be showing for one last time and it costs 1,600 yen for adults and for students 1,100 yen. But 
let me tell you, it's all worth it. I hope you watch it. And if you do, and if you have feedback and comments, please let us know through our website, bananakipodcast.com. Yeah, and I guess if you want to discuss the movie with someone, because always when you watch a really nice film, mm. you want to discuss it with someone, right? So obviously mm. you can email. I wouldn't be able to discuss that with you, but Ray <laughs> will for sure reply to you on that, right? Yeah, and if you need help going to Roppongi for some reason, you got amnesia and you don't know how to get there, please let me know. I'll be more than willing to help you as well. Okay, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Okay, I guess that's That's it it. then. Thank you. Bye. Bye.